Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, today we have one of our patented mini episodes for our listeners. That we do, and because it's the month of October, we thought we would get things a little bit spooky, a bit scary, and so we're going to be doing a mini episode all about the slashes among us. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, as we've said, we explained a couple weeks ago, we've got a couple, a little bit more on the mini episodes than usual recently. Uh, I've got a trip to a big comic convention, then Phil's coming over for the New York Comic Con. I'm, I'm moving. A lot going on in October, so bear with us. We will have our regularly scheduled programming back soon. But like Phil said, since it's coming to Halloween time, we thought we're going to theme a couple of these mini episodes to have a slightly Halloweenish or horror theme to them. So first up is our top five slasher movies. This is a fun category, in my opinion. Phil, are you a fan of slasher movies? Yes, yeah, I'm just getting somebody walked in with a mask and a machete. They're currently stabbing me as I speak. No, that'll, so. that'll, that'll throw you off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... if you were a true professional, though, you'd keep going even with a knife in your chest. But, all right, you well, know. that's what I'm doing at the minute. I've got two knives. I Just, just oh, one right. minute, mate. I've just... I just asked him to just give us a second. You, you are Long- a true pro then. Uh, let me just empty my lungs of blood. <laughs> okay. Apologies to anybody out there who's been the victim of one of these movie slashes. So, right. You know, but right. Uh, we don't know a friend. But anyway, yes, I, I do like a slasher movie. And there have been so many over the years, some good, some bad. But even the bad ones have uh, a decent kill here and there. And that's, that's one of the main reasons you watch these films. Yeah. It's, it's the build-up. And then it's the stabby stab bit. <laughs> right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm the same. I, I love slasher films. I, I mean, there are a lot of terrible ones out there, obviously, uh, but the good ones can be so much fun that I, I really do enjoy the genre. I like all kinds of horror movies. You know, I like good, serious horror films, too. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes, you know, there was a night actually just not that long ago. I just I was just wiped out from a week of just really hard work, getting ready for the move, just physically moving boxes up and downstairs all day for like four days straight. And I just wanted something mind list to put on so i had in my digital library i had jason x yeah yeah you know which is the jason in the future one i was like that is perfect and i just put it on late at night and it was you know it was so much fun didn't make my list but it was just that's what those movies are good for when you just want some mindless entertainment yeah jason x didn't make my list either but i do like that one it's it's, it's just fun it's stupid fun because it's, it's yeah it's sci-fi jason isn't it right right it was a, it was a neat twist so yeah. but yeah just so those are those that's i think slashers are good for just kind of when you want to check your brain at the door watch some pretty teenagers get killed by a masked psycho uh they, they definitely they fit the bill yeah, and usually uh, spend most of the film going, why are they doing that? Are they stupid? <laughs> yeah, right, why exactly. would you do that? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, Phil, do you want to kick us off then and give us your number five slasher film? Yeah, my number five. I'm going with 1992's uh, Candyman. Ah, good choice. Yeah, stars Virginia Madsen, Tony Todd. This one's a little bit more supernatural in some slasher movies because often it's just a guy in a mask. But this one, it's all about the legend. If you look in a mirror and say Candyman, Candyman, I don't want to say it too many times. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, he'll then appear, like an urban legend kind of thing, he'll then appear and kill you. And I, I, I quite like this. Uh, it's based on a, a short story by Clive Barker as well. And it was that short story was originally set in Liverpool, which is just over the oh. water from me. 
uh, but it was obviously moved to America. But I quite like this because it was that bit of supernatural and I, I like the whole strangeness about it because it just had the whole urban edge to it as well. But it's it seemed it was one of those ones which shows that even if you're in a big city, you can be so alone. And when the fact that you can come to you from mirrors and things and there's all the bees. And Tony Todd's just so cool anyway. Yeah, he's fantastic. Tony Todd lifts can lift the lamest movie. And unfortunately, he has been in some very lame movies, but he's always worth watching. Oh, for sure. But Candyman's one of the good ones, and it's uh, it's my number five. Very good. So, it's, it, believe it or not, I've never actually seen Candyman, but I'm excited because uh, Shout Factory, their Scream Factory imprint, has a new collector's yeah, edition yeah, Blu-ray right. coming out. So, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to finally checking that one off my list of, of movies that everyone's seen except for me. Oh, not, uh, I hope you enjoy it when it comes out. It's I, I should imagine it hasn't aged that much. Yeah, I mean, these kinds of movies, I, I think, hold up fairly well. Yeah, sometimes it works better if the fact that it's, you know, of its age, of the year it is. Right, exactly. But go on, what's your number five? All right, well, my number five is a tie, uh, and it is two, I think, very little seen movies that deserve more attention. Uh, one of which I've talked about on the show before, one of which I haven't, and they are Terror Train from 1980 and The Town That Dreaded Sundown from 1976. Now, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, I've mentioned before, it's loosely based on a real killer, the Texarkana killer, one of those unsolved yeah, yeah. Uh, murder cases. But it's really, really good, and it's just a movie that I think very few people have seen. Um, Terror Train, I've never mentioned before. It, it is from 1980. It was actually directed by Roger Spottiswood, who went on to direct quite a few notable films, including, I believe, one or two James Bond entries. Um, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, big surprise, a horror movie from 1980. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's a bunch of, of, you know, students on a train, on a Halloween train. Everyone's in costume. It's some kind of like trip. I don't know exactly. I forget the premise, but they're all in a train in costume, having a good time partying. And of course, there is a killer who is on the loose. Uh, but no one knows it because everyone's getting killed off in train, you know, in, in rooms and off to the side or in different ways so that it takes a while for people to start figuring out what's going on. It's just a really fun slasher film that I watched. I got a Blu-ray to review a couple of years ago. I had never heard of it. I threw it in thinking, eh, whatever. And then I really, really enjoyed it. And again, it's one that I think a lot of people haven't seen or even heard of. So uh, check those out. Terror Train and The Town That Dreaded Sundown, two really good under-the-radar slasher films. Yeah, I don't think I've... Uh, I must have heard of it. I don't recall it, though. Terror Yeah, it, I don't think it did very well at all. It's definitely a cult classic, but yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, cool. That's good. Okay, good choice. My number four, then, is uh, one from 1981. It's called it's The Burning, and it's a little bit different from lots of these other slasher movies in that it's set in a American camp, summer camp. <laughs> yeah, that is completely original. <laughs> I don't think any other slasher films have ever done that. No, I don't think so either. But this one, it's uh, Camp Blackfoot, and it's where some of the kids, teenagers, they pull a prank on the caretaker who's called Cropsy, who I think is like a real urban legend. Was a bait. There was some kind of serial killer called Cropsy. But anyway, in this one, they mess with it, mess with him, and he ends up dying in a fire, but it turns out he actually didn't, and he comes back each year and kills some of the uh, the kids with their... This this time he doesn't use a machete or a knife. He uses like uh, shears and it's uh, it's got some great kills. It includes... Uh, it's uh, got a young Jason Alexander in there, but it's... it's and a, Holly Hunter. Oh yeah, and Holly Hunter as well. Yeah, of course she is. That's right. Yep. But it's uh, it's got... it's It follows the usual kind of things in these summer camp ones, you know, uh, teenagers having sex, they're obviously they're going to die, all, all the usual kind of cliched stuff. But I quite like this one because it's... It's got some nice jump scares when it comes out the walls to do that. And the fact that shears was a little bit different. So as well as stabbing, you can also slice. That sounds like an information, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> New murder shears. Yeah, you can the, stab, you can slice, you can dice. The Cropsy 5000. <laughs> I really like it. So when I was, it's one of the usual ones where you see when you, you were quite young uh, and sort of it's... Uh, 
it panicked you a bit, but then you, you're fascinated and you want to see more. But that's my number four. Good choice. I actually like that movie quite a bit. Didn't make my list, but I can totally see why it did make yours because it is a very good film. Yeah. All right. My number four is 2003's Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, which was sort of the the big mashup between, of course, two of the biggest franchises in slasher history, probably the two biggest, Fr- Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And, I, you know, I had a hard time kind of narrowing down any of the individual films from that franchise. Um, I do enjoy them. I, I do like the Friday the 13th better than the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I really love this film because it, it knows exactly what it is. It doesn't take itself too seriously. There's a lot of nodding winks at the audience. There's a lot of humor. It's just goofy and and got all the slasher tropes. But it was really fun to see these two horror icons go at each other. Uh, and I just enjoyed the heck out of it. So that's my number four. That's what's fun. And we went after the ending of Freddy vs. Jason way, way back in episode 15. There you go. Yeah, that was a good. That was good times. Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any Friday the Thirteenth films in mind because thinking about it, I've never actually seen all of them in one sitting. It's always been. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen. I've seen most of them, but it's always been bits and pieces here and there. Right. But anyway, so but I've got a Nightmare on Elm Street one, and it's uh, number four. The Dream Master is my third pick. Okay. It's my number three. Okay. Uh, I did because I like that one because it was a little bit different from the other ones that you know the. The kids learn a bit. They they're fighting back against Freddy. Still has Freddy doing his thing, but I just like the the differences. And it, it wasn't just Freddy's going to get you. There was a chance the kids could fight back in this one, right? And also it got some cool deaths in it as well. There you go. Yeah. That was actually the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I saw. Believe it or not. No, I think it might have been mine to be honest. You know, Cause yeah, I, I think because it was kind of the right right around that age where I was old enough to watch it, and I was like babysitting. It was on HBO, and I was like, the kids were asleep, and I was like, I'm watching this movie. I'm yeah. gonna finally see a Freddy movie. So yeah, so that was 1988. And that was directed by Rennie Harlan as well, which I always forget. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Very cool. All right. Well, my number three is another film I've mentioned once before on the show, and I, I forget when, but it is called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon uh, from 2006. Oh, yeah. And I've still not seen it, even though you mentioned it last time. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really fun. It's, it's kind of like a mockumentary about a slasher killer who invites a film crew to follow him as he kills people and he explains what he's doing and he's a really nice and likable guy who just then happens to put on a mask and go kill people uh it's really really well done uh really tackles a lot of the sort of cliches from horror movies and kind of explains them or gives them you know reasons yeah and then uh you know he talks about the whole thing about not not running fast how he just walks slowly and still catches up to them and they sort of explain all these things it's a really good time not a lot of well-known people in it although there are definitely some recognizable faces uh, and Robert Englund does have a small part in there as well. So uh, that's another one that's kind of under the radar, but definitely worth checking out. It's called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, I do need to get to see that because it's, uh, I love the whole concept of it. Yeah, it's its really good, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay, my number two is, uh, it's a classic. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974 film. It's its that disturbing, It's it, I find it one of the most disturbing slasher movies because it just, I don't know, it's the whole quality of it, the way it's shot, the way the film looks and everything. I think I've mentioned it on another mini episode, but it's just... It's really disturbing, and it takes a long, long time for for anything really bad to happen. Right. Well, you get the you get the guy in a hitchhiker to start, but it's that slow build up, and then when it does, Leatherface does make his appearance. Boom! It's just like it comes from nowhere. Yeah. Shocked me the first time I watched it. It was it's a long. It took me a long time to get to see it as well, but when it did, it was uh, well worth it. But it's it's really disturbing. Probably one of the more I'm not gonna say real. Well, maybe realistic, but it just has that feeling of oh my god there's no way out of this we're gonna die yeah i agree wholeheartedly i didn't make my list because i've i've never loved the texas chainsaw movies they just always make me feel like i need a shower after watching them yeah (laughs) yeah, maybe that's what they're trying to do but i I, you know i've seen them and they certainly are horror movies but they're almost too horror 
uh, to the point where I don't really enjoy them that much. No, I know what you mean. If I know that what you mean. It's a good way of saying it, yeah. Yeah, so, but good choice. Very good choice. Hard to argue with that. All right, well, my number two comes from 1996, and it's one of my favorites, obviously, since it's number two, but it is Wes Craven's Scream, uh, which is both an excellent parody of uh, horror movies and an excellent horror movie in its own right. Yeah. You know, another one that sends up the genre, does all the things, talks about the rules of the horror films, you know, just really deconstructs what makes a horror film and then does all those same things and makes you love every minute of it. And I, I do remember seeing this in the theaters and just enjoying the hell out of it. And I've seen it many times over the years and I never enjoy it less. It, it holds up really well. And it's just it's just a classic. I love I love smart horror films and I love slasher films. And those don't usually go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this one this one manages to be both. So that's my number two. It's Scream. It's a classic. An excellent choice. Almost made my list, but it was just pushed out. But uh, OK, my number one. Here we go. It's, it's probably no surprise, though, but it's 1978 Halloween. John Carpenter, Michael Myers going around killing people in Haddonfield, Illinois. We all know it. We've got the remake coming up, which I'm, I've been getting some pretty good reviews, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. But this one, it's it just I just feel this is the quintessential slasher movie. I'm probably one of the ones with the least amount of blood. Right, absolutely. Which is really, but it's, it just it just gets everything right. You've got, you got the bogeyman, you've got the unstoppable killer, you've got the victims doing the usual, you know, teenage victims doing the usual stuff that they shouldn't do, and you've got some... Well, it's just everything. It's just top quality. The opening scene... Just everything about it is just, it's spot on and it's so rewatchable and the soundtrack, everything, it's just, it's slasher gold. <laughs> it is, I agree with you, and it is actually a half of my number one because I have a tie and I'll Ooh, tell you why. Okay, yeah. no, Here's on. why. Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time and it is, of course, the best slasher film of all time. The reason I made it a tie is because I tied it with Halloween H2O and the reason I did that not because I necessarily think that H2O is as good as Halloween, but I didn't want to use up two slots on my list for Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, that that seemed like a cheat and I had so many other movies I wanted to get on here. So I put these together because the first Halloween, like I said, everything you said about it is true. It's brilliant. It's perfect. I love it. There's so little gore. And then Halloween H2O, you know, you had your Halloween 2, which I like, your Halloween 3, which didn't have Michael Myers. Then you had 4, 5, and 6, which are largely considered pretty terrible. They're low budget. They're They're weird. They're out there. And by the time H2O came out, he was like almost a straight to video, you know, kind of slasher. Yeah. And yeah. then H2O comes out brings back Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, ties the story together, really captures the feel of the first movie, a very low body count, almost no blood in the film. Um, really just to me captures what makes that first movie so great and, and really tried to embody that spirit. And then it was a huge hit because people were like, oh, this is what I love about the Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah. So I really love H2O. I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, so my tie is sort of a symbolic tie. But it makes sense because it's the beginning and it's the end, basically, wasn't it? Right. If you watch just any Halloween movies at all, you can watch just Halloween and Halloween H2O, and you have a perfect story that goes from start to finish. And it ends, and that's the end of it. And I love that. So... That's my number one. Uh, brilliant and excellent choice. Um, I'm glad H2O got on it. Yeah, I love. It. I really do love H2O. I think it's really great. It's a bit of a shame that this uh, this new one is basically ignoring that one because, I mean, that did sort of tie things up, but right. we'll see. I'm still looking forward to the new one, but yeah, that's uh, an excellent choice. Thank you. So we were tied on number one, but almost all different movies for the yeah, rest of the list. That's that's our top five slasher movies. Very good. Uh, and side note, we, we talked about this a little bit before. We don't compare lists, but both of us decided we weren't putting Psycho 
on our list because it's not really in the the what we're talking about in terms of slasher films. A lot of people consider Psycho, which is of course one of the greatest films of all time, uh, to be the first slasher film, but it didn't really fit with what we were kind of talking about, which is that like 80s onward, 70s onward, just blood and guts, teenagers, you know, a guy in a mask, that type of thing. So yeah. anybody out there who's going to be like, how could you not put Psycho on this list? We talked about it, uh, but we just think it's a different kind of film. Yeah. Technically, it is a slasher movie, but when you think of slasher movies, Psycho isn't the one you think of. That's exactly it. Personally, well for me said. and Mike, that's what it is anyway. There you go. Perfectly said, Phil. All right, there you go. So that is our top five slasher movies. Uh, if all goes as planned, next week we'll have one more mini episode with another horror theme to it. So don't miss that. We'll help you get ready for Halloween, give you some good suggestions for things to watch while you're gearing up for the holiday. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. It certainly will. There should be some good ones on uh, the next episode. So look forward to that. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up for now. So as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. Check one. Check two. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> okay. That was my that was my getting getting ready for Welcome the Halloween. Welcome to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare your ears for horror. Will it be the month of October? Is it when the it first should one be is? the time this airs on Monday. What's the date Let on me Monday? Look at my calendar. Yeah. Sunny thought. Monday is the first, yeah. There you go, perfect. Yeah. And as yeah. <laughs> that's us with our our crack yeah. team of researchers at work. I I think we plan things out really well subconsciously. That's right. what it is. It's gonna air in October. Wait, yeah. hang on. When's October? I am a. I am a fan of <laughs> What was that? I didn't yeah. catch that. That's just a <laughs> Did you get a text? No, I think it was Candyman. It's uh, he's he's moved up in the world. He sends text. He's gone so. tech now. He's gone very technological now. Now you just say his name. He just sends you a spooky text. He's saying, "Are you going to finish saying Candyman?" Or right. you've only said it twice, so say it a few more times. But anyway, it's like he's got the cart, like the finish, yeah. you know, the cart button. He's like, "Do you want to finish this purchase?" Yeah, he's just waiting there, going one more time, and I'm there. One more time. <laughs> one of which I've mentioned on the show before. One of which I haven't, and. Whoa, excuse me. My God, what broke into the room there, Mike? It's <laughs> a big monster. Okay. It's a big monster. That <laughs> <laughs> just came out of nowhere. Like, actually almost scared me. That's that's scarier than anything we've talked about so that's, far. That's the candy man coming, he's coming, he's coming out of you. <laughs> Too much candy man, apparently. <laughs>